You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's preacher is Pastor Brian Flammy. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Saints, this morning St. Matthew tells us about a Jesus that doesn't easily match up with, oh, I don't know, the milk toast version of Jesus of popular American spirituality. I'm pretty sure that if you ask most Christians to identify Jesus, uh, I don't know, characteristic mark, you know, what is it about Jesus that makes Jesus Jesus? They would say, well, obviously, he's very nice. But did you see how he treated this woman? He turned her away, not once, but three times. She pleaded for mercy. And he responded with silence, dismissal. He even insulted her. But the point this morning is not that Jesus is actually a jerk. The point is that Jesus wants the rest of us to see an example of Christian faith. He wants us to see that nothing can deter this Christian woman from clinging to her Savior, from catching the Lord in his word, and by holding him captive to his own promises. The surprising thing, actually, shouldn't be that Jesus is indifferent towards her. You and I should be shocked, really, that Jesus has anything to say to the woman at all. Syrophoenicia, a part of the Roman province of Syria, on the shores of the Mediterranean, was a very Gentile region. It was cultured, you know, Uh, but it was far from godly. St. Mark tells us that the woman was actually a Greek from birth. She grew up hearing the theogonies, you know, these tales and myths about the gods and where they came from, from both Greek and Roman sources. And she was used to hearing how the, the gods of the Gentiles would advance themselves in this world through violence and treachery, through murder and adultery. That's how they... Uh, established themselves as sovereigns over this cosmos. She was well acquainted with the Gentile cults, and she knew about the sacrifices that they required. Now that the demons would turn on their own children, that they would turn on the devotees, this is no surprise. The myths that the demons had invented about themselves are full of such kinds of stories. But imagine this. This woman, a Gentile, who shared no blood with Abraham, who is descended from idolaters, whose own daughter was captive to the demons, she thought that she could obtain help from Jesus, from the Christ that was promised of Holy Scripture to be found in this man. Who was she to Jesus? You see, we should look at her and think to ourselves, according to our flesh, she has no right to Jesus' mercy. She's no Jew. But she doesn't care. She doesn't let any such thought stop her. 
She goes to Jesus and cries out to him, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. Jesus doesn't answer her a word. Finally, when the disciples are sufficiently annoyed, Jesus rejects her a second time by saying that the Christ was only sent to help the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then finally, when the woman falls before Jesus, when she worships at Jesus' feet by saying, Lord, help me, Jesus says, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Jesus is giving voice to the devil's sermon. And the sermon is this. The ungodly, the Gentiles, those people who know their sins, those people who are oppressed by demons, they have no right to God's kindness. They dare not call upon the name of the Lord in prayer. What's terrifying is that it's a true sermon, and one I know that the devil preaches often in your own hearts. He says, look at your sins. They prove to whom you really belong. Do you think that Jesus wants anything to do with your wickedness? Who are you to think that your voice matters? Don't you know what God promises to do against sin and to do against sinners? Haven't you read the law? And in this way, the devil would silence your prayers. To spare you the embarrassment of calling upon a holy God who will not have fellowship with anything impure or unclean. And in this way, the devil would put an end to any hope of reconciliation and repentance as purely impossible. How are you to effect such a change within your own heart? And so he'll make you to have a kind of peace, a peace with despair that sees no way out of of his kingdom of corruption and death. But this woman has more. She has more than the devil's preaching. She has more than the devil's voice. She has Jesus and his word. Precious words by which the Lord and his mercy are captured. By which true repentance and reconciliation come to sinners. See, the devil, I think, would have most of us at at, uh, Jesus' silence, you know. As soon as we came to Jesus in prayer, saying, Jesus, Jesus, hear, hear me. And if he doesn't answer, we say, well, he must not love me. Walk away. <laughs> and then the devil would probably have the rest of us when Jesus uh, uh, rejected the woman. You know, If we were to hear Jesus reject us, we would say, well, obviously, I must, I must go away now and, reso- and resign myself to my captivity to the devil. But the woman doesn't have time for this kind of nonsense. Do you know why? It's because she knows that even the dogs belong to the master. <laughs> she, says, she says to the Lord when he calls her a dog that doesn't deserve the bread of the children, she says, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. 
It's as if she had said to Jesus, yes, Lord, it's true. I'm a dog. I'll happily be a dog, a Gentile who shares no blood with Abraham, but, but, I am your dog. And you are as much the God of the Gentiles as you are of the Jews. The devil and the demons who afflict my daughter, they don't really own us. They didn't create us. They can only devour and destroy. They are incapable of mercy. But you must be merciful. For even the master's dogs must be fed. This is Christian faith. And this, and this is what Jesus tells her for her comfort and her joy. I want you to know this, that Jesus doesn't rebuff her or turn her away because he's actually angry with her or, or because he's spiteful towards her. Jesus knew the entire time the kind of faith that she possessed. He knew that she possessed his word. That the Christ is the seed through whom all the peoples of the world would be blessed. Who has promised to come and reign over both Jew and Gentile with mercy. The woman had obtained and possessed this doctrine by faith that St. Paul tells us about in Romans chapter 9. Not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. And not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of promise, the children of faith. Jesus held the woman back three times that his disciples and the rest of the Jews would learn that Christian faith obtains the Lord's mercy by his word alone. No matter who you are as a person, and no matter how many sins you may have committed, Jesus holds this woman up as an example for us so that when the devil comes to us to try to wrestle away our confidence because it looks like God has turned his back on us, we would find comfort, lasting comfort, eternal comfort, comfort that never, never leaves us because we have Jesus and his words. Jesus shows us that Christian faith isn't timid. It's not scared of God. Rather, against all obstacles and against all the preaching of the world, the devil and even our own flesh, it runs boldly to Christ in faith and in prayer, and it will not be turned away. Let's get back to the devil's sermon that, that you know too well. He says that you are a sinner. You have no standing before the righteous throne of God, and you say that's true. So what? You say to him, I am a sinner for whom Jesus has bled, for whom Jesus has died. I don't dare come to God by my own strength or worthiness or effort. I come to God and pray to him because I have Jesus' blood that he poured out for me from his cross. You tell the devil, I know that whatever sin I have, whatever iniquity I have, whatever anger God has against sin, all of this is washed away because Jesus died for me. 
I have these promises by faith. Whatever the devil says, he cannot take this faith away from you. The devil would always have you think about God and Christ apart from his word. And apart from the word of the cross, the great treasure of Jesus' blood. But when the serpent says to you, look at how the Lord makes you suffer. Look how the Lord lets you lie in anguish and in pain. Look how the Lord doesn't seem to care or to listen. Then you say to the devil, so what? I have the greatest treasure of all. Christ's own righteousness given to me by my baptism, which I have by faith. See how Jesus gives me even his own body and his blood. Devil, you can try to take away everything from me, even my own life. Yet, even that has been taken away from you because I have my life in Christ's own resurrection. That's where my hope is. That's where my faith is found. Finally, dear saints, a day will come when you will be raised imperishable to stand before the throne of God in righteousness and purity forever. And on that day you will hear spoken to you the same words that were spoken to this woman. O Christian, how great is your faith. All the things that you have asked me for in prayer, behold, I give them now to you. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope.